Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Was Hillary Clinton running a secret, illegal human intelligence operation with ex-CIA operatives while she was Secretary of State? FBI says yes, her emails say yes. We interview Tammy Jackson with barbwire.com. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview via Skype with the executive editor of barbwire.com. Of course, I'm talking about Tammy Jackson, and she is here to comment live via Skype from Oregon with this story that is breaking and is now calling into question what Hillary Clinton's secret and confidential emails were actually about. Welcome to the program, Tammy Jackson. Thank you. Good morning, Dr. Chaps. It's great to be here. So, Tammy, you are a dear friend of my good friend, Matt Barber, with barbwire.com. Uh, did I get your title right, executive editor? You sure did. I'm, I kind of run the show over there, and it's an honor to do so. So this newsmaking story that came out, uh, Paul Hare, one of your writers, published this on barbwire.com, is that Hillary Clinton, while she was Secretary of State, was actually running an illegal spy operation using human or human intelligence sources, ex-CIA operatives. And I'm just gonna read some excerpts from uh, Paul Hare's story here. Is that Sidney Blumenthal, her longtime uh, confidant, her political aide who actually served in the Bill Clinton administration, had actually hired these two men, Tyler Drumheller, who is a retired CIA officer who rose to fame when he went public with allegations against the Bush administration. Uh, and then uh, Kent Clisby, who served as a staff CIA case officer in the 90s, and then after 9-11 became a private contractor as an ex-CIA operative, became a private contractor, and then eventually began working for Hillary Clinton on the side instead of uh, her CIA uh, contacts, she ran this illegal and private CIA operation that has to do with, you know, her receiving and setting up her own private human intelligence operation. Is that legal or is that unusual as when she was Secretary of State? It was not legal and most of the, the United States did not know about this. Now there were actually two stories about this Dr. Chaps. I published one last February and that was the first one by Kent Clisby and Paul Hare and then the recent one about a week ago that was the follow-up that verified that the US State Department and other sources have verified that this is exactly what was going on that Hillary Clinton had a shadow human operation and not only was her handling of her emails on her private server uh, unethical, it was unlawful 
there are several different acts that that she transgressed by doing that but as well she had this human op going on and if you look at the emails that came to light thanks to Guccifer actually originally we see that the emails have the same format as human emails that that are in traditional government operations but she was bypassing that for her political gain as well as financial gain so this is just highly highly irregular illegal we know people that have done far less that are serving prison time that have been relieved of duty uh, when they've done what mrs clinton's done not only that dr chaps we understand that because of her doing this shadow human reporting and it could not be verified as normal channels are she endangered the united states of america our security and our defense was endangered because of her actions so this is not and by the way i think i got the part about kent clisby wrong that he was actually the co-reporter with paul hare he's the good guy on our side but he's he reporting the, about yes uh, about tyler drumheller who is mr drumheller and how did she associate with hillary clinton well, Tyler Drumheller was this retired CIA officer who attempted to discredit George W. Bush and, and the reports of, of uh, Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction. Since then, he, of course, all his testimony has been called into question, but that's what he did. And he was brought on to help Hillary with her collection and reporting of Hewitt. So essentially, he was the operational director, and uh, Sidney Blumenthal was the 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 head of the department director, uh, director of intelligence, as it were, de facto for Hillary Clinton. So we had Sidney Blumenthal and Mr. Drumheller both working in concert to provide and report human intelligence information to Hillary Clinton that that were outside of government sources and government oversight. By the way, just to confirm, we hear you loud and clear. We're losing, uh, Skype for some reason is losing your video feed occasionally. Oh, there you are again. So continue this thought. Everyone's complaining and did complain during the election that Hillary Clinton was exposing classified information, but nobody talked about what the classified information was. This is what is marked confidential in many of her secret emails that were exposed either by WikiLeaks or various sources. Uh, right. The fact that, that she's contracting with human intelligence and has a secret spy operation on the side, that's what the emails were about. And that is now under investigation by the FBI. Could she be found cr criminally liable for doing this? I believe she could and she should. Now, people need to understand that human as, as Kent Clisby and Paul Hare point out, and of course they write from their vast experience, they are intelligence experts, but human, human intelligence gathering is time consuming, labor expensive, and very, very, very expensive process. There's all kinds of questions that need to be asked. Has my source been verified? Is that information accurate? Are they being fed false information? And on and on and on. People need to understand during Watergate, 
people went to prison. That was a third-rate burglary and a cover-up of the subsequent burglary. There were no murders, nothing like that happened. It didn't compromise national security. It was a Democratic headquarters, and people went to prison, a president stepped down, etc. It was a big uproar. Now, what we have going on here, this is surrounding the events of Benghazi. People died there. It's compromising our national security. This is huge. And my hope is, Dr. Chaps, that with the appointment of Jeff Sessions, who is a good conservative, as President-elect Donald Trump's attorney general, yeah. he is, is really big on prosecuting uh, crimes. He's against illegal aliens coming into the country, and he probably would be eager to prosecute Hillary Clinton. It's about time. She and her husband have had four decades of suspicious behavior, and for her to finally meet up with justice would be a good thing. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to ask Tammy Jackson about millennials today. Do they actually believe that George Bush was worse than Joseph Stalin? This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial, and finally Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're joined again by Tammy Jackson, executive editor of BarbWire.com. Tammy, how did Matt Barber found this site and what does barbwire.com do? He was active as a con law prof. For people that don't know Matt Barber, he, he was an undefeated heavyweight boxing champion. He was in the National Guards. He eventually went to law school, 
obtained his law degree and he's worked in um, various organizations, I believe Concerned Women for America and he helps Matt Staver at Liberty Council and he was a prof at Liberty University in fact and he wanted to found a website that presented news from a biblical viewpoint. So we have people that are con conservative uh, evangelicals, charismatics, even conservative Catholics that write for us. And it's, it's really a privilege, just a host of people that are talented, wonderful, conservative people that are writing great stuff. And that's wonderful. We've agreed in principle to have Matt Barber himself on this show. He just needs some help from his children, I think, to help him set up his webcam. For some reason, he's, he's having more technical difficulties than you are today. But thank you for coming on and speaking for barbwire.com. You wrote a story recently about millennials, and there's been a poll taken recently about what millennials believe about our 43rd president, George W. Bush. What did you learn? Well, the interesting thing is, and I, and I did not write it, Dr. Paul Kanger wrote it who is the head of the Center for Vision and Values at Grove City College. He's a wonderful guy. It's, it's titled Deadlier Than Stalin, Our Profound Ignorance of the Crimes of Communism. And the report found that about 32% of millennials believe that George W. Bush killed more people than Joseph Stalin, which is unbelievable. You were citing how many people were killed in, in the Iraq war and well, I have a statistic here. So yeah. by comparison, Joseph Stalin literally assassinated or slaughtered using his army against his own population. The estimates are right. 50 million, either Soviets or Jews or various people in his own country, 50 million slaughtered by Joseph Stalin using his army against his own population. But if you're even gonna try to compare that to George W. Bush, only 251,000 enemy combatants died in Iraq as a result of America going to war with Iraq. Uh, perhaps 187,000 civilian casualties. This is according to IraqBodyCount.com. So mm -hmm. lit literally less than a half a million died in the, in the Iraq war. By the way, some of those under President Obama's leadership Yes. Uh, but if you're gonna blame the Iraq war for George W. Bush, it's a fraction. 50 million for Stalin, less than a half a million for George W. Bush. Why do millennials make this comparison? Because it's what they've heard. And this is the sad, sad thing that we were talking about off air. The, the fact that our education system, we find going back to Wilson and Dewey, that the progressives have been taking over the gatekeepers. So that includes media, that includes Hollywood that includes the education establishment. So unfortunately, we have several generations of kids that have been taught revisionist history. They don't understand and and what they do listen to nowadays quite often is digital media, is new media, is social media and the mainstream media which includes channels like CNN and MSNBC and so forth might put out a meme rather than double checking it like those of us that are in the news business. We want to substantiate what we're hearing. These younger people often do not 
They believe verbatim what their professors are telling them. Many of these professors, as you know, Dr. Chaps, were the radicals in the 60s that are now in the environs of the university across the nation. They're believing what they have to say. If they hear that W was culpable for all these deaths, they don't even seem to question it. They don't even seem to know the stats behind Hitler uh, murdering something like 10 million and 6 million of those being Jews of what Joseph Stalin did. They were absolute horrific people. Well, help and me yet, also draw the distinction between the moral equivalent of genocide against your own population as Stalin yes. did compared to a legitimate war against a foreign government, even if you disagree with our premise for going into Iraq, uh, that enemy combatants, soldiers fighting against other soldiers during a war is different morally than genocide against your own people. It certainly is. And I point this out quite often when people ask me about things like the death penalty versus war versus abortion. And I say, well, the scripture is quite clear. Murder is forbidden. Murder is the taking of an innocent life. And that doesn't include self-defense. That doesn't include wars. That they may or may not be just wars, but a war is entirely different. And you look at Joseph Stalin murdering his own people. That is what is condemned in scripture. And it's important that people understand that. Absolutely, when I was a Navy chaplain, sailors would come to me and say, chaplain, the Bible says in the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill. So I'm a sailor, we're launching Tomahawk missiles into Iraq during this war, am I violating the 10 commandments? And I would say, no, because you are a defender of your country in uniform, you have legitimate delegated authority from God through the government to yes. you, the soldier, the same way that a policeman has authority to carry a weapon and defend people, whereas a burglar in 7-Eleven does not have that authority to kill his neighbor because that is not delegated authority from the government in the same way that the policeman would have. Exactly so. It's, it's interesting that people don't understand. And perhaps, Dr. Chaps, because our government is so humongous right now, it was never intended to be this big. Our founders understood the scripture, they understood the biblical principles that our government was supposed to provide for national defense, perhaps some infrastructure, and not a whole lot else. So we've gotten so far beyond the scope of, of constitutional government, of biblical government, that, that people have a hard time discerning the differences. We're gonna take one more break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Tammy Jackson about the cowboy rescuer who lassoed a burglar at Walmart in Oregon. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. 
Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. By now you're enjoying our daily news program, PIJN News, and where else are you going to see a TV news anchor stop and pray with his audience after every story? We are unique, and we're changing the world in three ways. Number one, we're bringing you daily news from a Christian perspective, news-making interviews. Number two, we are mobilizing thousands of people to pray to God to join us and change world history as it unfolds. And number three, we are sending thousands of petitions to Congress. I know you want to partner with us, and we have a new method to do that. It's by donating your loose change on a daily basis. Well, if you're like me, most people actually don't carry many coins in their pocket because we're an electronic society. We're donating uh, through credit cards or debit cards. We're making daily purchases and we don't have coins. So how can you donate your loose change? Well, we have an easy system where we've partnered with His Kingdom Funding for a secure automatic donation to round up every purchase that you make to the nearest dollar. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's say you go and you buy a cup of coffee and, and a, a bagel and the, the purchase is $5.75. And you swipe your credit card. Well, because you've signed up your card with our system, it'll be rounded up to $6 and that 25 cent difference will be donated to our ministry automatically. And you don't even have to think about it. You're rounding up to the next dollar, you're donating your spare change to us on a, on a regular basis, and you're changing the world with PIJN News. Visit our website right now, pijnnews.com, and click on the loose change icon, and it'll take you through a sign-up process, it's very easy, and at the end of the year, you will get a tax-deductible receipt of your entire giving for the year. Please, visit pijnnews.com and partner with us to change the world. God bless you in Jesus' name. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm joined for one last segment, Tammy Jackson, editor of barbwire.com. Tammy, you live in Oregon, and thank you for coming on via Skype today. And there was this story that came out, and you wrote a blog about that. There are some non-weird people in Oregon, including <laughs> this cowboy hero. Talk about this. Oh, I, I saw the video and it was just so endearing and I thought every week I reported the looniness out of Oregon. I tell people in the article that if, if there are any Black Lives Matters riots, any uh, other anarchist Occupy Wall Street, whatever riots. Protesting usually... Donald Trump's victory, right? How many people yes. were arrested in Oregon after Trump was elected president? You... I couldn't even keep count. There were dozens. <laughs> it was crazy. And you ought to know that Portland, Oregon, which is Multnomah County, which is the most populated and the the densest uh, progressive area in Oregon, that we have they have the largest Marxist club in the nation. So this is this is what people have. It's it's mostly been imported to Oregon, unfortunately. But the the brilliance of this cowboy and this article was that if. If you go outside of Portland, Oregon, if you go outside of Eugene, Oregon, where the University of Oregon is and all the hippies down there, we call it Moscow on the Willamette, outside of those high density population centers are good conservative people of faith, normal people living yes. great lives, including this cowboy. His name is Robert Borba, and what he did is just exceptional in stopping a thief. 
So we're gonna show a short video here. It's from CBS News, our thanks and credit to Scott Pelley. 28-year-old Robert Borba is one of the last of a kind. A real, honest-to-goodness, cow-roping cowboy. Hash out. Robert works at a ranch outside Eagle Point, Oregon. Out. But we didn't come here to see his prowess in the cow corrals. We came here because of what he did recently amongst the cart corrals of this Walmart parking lot. It happened so fast. A few months ago, Robert says he moseyed over to the Walmart for some dog food. And on the way out, he heard a woman screaming. Stop him, stop him, he stole my bike, he stole my bike. And I kind of look around, you know, and then all of a sudden this guy goes whizzing by me on a bicycle. As the security cameras show, there was no way to catch him on foot. So the cowboy did what cowboys do. He saddled up to save the day, armed with little more than a lasso. A couple swings and then I, I threw it at him, just like I would steer. He had to be blown away, like, what is going on? He's like, what are you doing, man? You got a badge? And I'm like, no, I ain't got a badge, you know? And a lot of people were incredulous. 911, what's the address of the emergency? We got a guy who just stole a bike here at Walmart. I got him roped and tied to the street. What? I got him roped from a horse. He's tied to the street. The cavalry arrived moments later, led by Eagle Point police officer Chris Adams. I looked up, and from the horse, there's a rope connected to the ankle of a gentleman on the ground holding onto a tree. So it's real? It was real. In fact, here's a picture. On the left, you can see the suspect on the ground, roped and tied like a steer headed for the pen. John Wayne couldn't have done it any better. I'd, I'd take him by my side any day. <laughs> I told the cop, I said, man, you guys ought to pick up a rope and throw that gun away. You might have better luck with it. <laughs> he started laughing. What made you decide to take action in the first place? I don't know. I just figured it was the right thing to do, you know. If it was my wife or my little girl, I would hope somebody would help her if I wasn't around. Heroes, like cowboys, are getting harder to find, especially modest ones like Robert, who want absolutely nothing in return. When it was over, police say all he asked for was his rope back. Coiled it up, tipped his hat, and then rode off into the yellow logo sunset. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Eagle Point, Oregon. Okay, so there you saw the video of this cowboy hero, uh, Robert Borba, who actually was rescued. I mean, someone was trying to steal a bicycle at Walmart, <laughs> but this guy brought his horse to Walmart. And, and the, the horse chased down the bicycle and the guy threw a lasso and held the burglar until the police could arrive. How much more American can you be than a cowboy from Oregon? Uh, not much more American. And I'll tell you, in case people think this is just a total anomaly, it absolutely is not. I was raised in central Oregon, high desert country, cowboy country. My father in his retirement, he had been a research scientist all his life and in his retirement became a pastor and he taught apologetics and other things. And he taught in a church in central Oregon where some of the attendees would ride their horses to the church every Sunday. Wonderful. So Oregon has some great people in it. Don't believe everything you hear in the news. Tammy, we're out of time today, but I wanna say I discern upon you the Spirit of God. You have such a joyful spirit. Uh, you're reporting hardcore truth on a Christian conservative news site. Our thanks again to Matt Barber, founder of barbwire.com. Our guest has been Tammy Jackson, executive editor of 
that blog. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, please call us at 866-Obey-God. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Today, I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.